0: Welcome to the Commands of Christ podcast brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. We're excited about guiding people to the Word of God to experience the abundant life and to be encouraged as they walk as disciples of Jesus all through the power of Christ living in us. And now, your hosts Gabe Peter and Nate Payne. Welcome back everyone. Today we're continuing to talk about the command of Christ, fear not. This is part two in a four-part series in which we're talking about this command. Before we get started into this episode, I want to do a refresher by reading our verses or our verse singularly where we get this command and that's found in Matthew chapter 10 starting in verse 28 where it says, and fear not, Jesus says, and fear not them which kill the body but are not able to kill the soul but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell.
1: And I think it's interesting to note, Nate, that like we talked about at the end of our last episode, is really there's two commands given here. Obviously, the command we're focusing on is fear not, right? But really, there's two commands given, and, it's, and they're connected. It says, fear not them which can kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him, right, which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So it's saying we're not supposed to fear man, but we are supposed to walk mm-hmm. in the fear of the Lord. You know, Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen through 14 says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter, Fear God and keep His commandments; for this is the whole duty of man shall God for bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil and so I think it's it's important to see that that one of the ways that we um, live out this command to fear, not man and what man mm-hmm. can do to us, is by walking in the fear of the Lord, mm-hmm. because as we walk in the fear of the Lord, it delivers us from the fear of man. Uh, Oswald Chambers said. The remarkable thing about fearing God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. Mm. And so I think that one of the things that delivers us from walking in, in, in the fear of man is that as we as we walk in the fear of God and we as we walk in relationship with God and also as we receive his love, it dispels fear. That's right. And I think that what causes us to walk in the fear of God and in relationship with him and to walk in both the fear of him and to walk in his love is when we have a right view of who he is.
0: That's right. And
1: I think a lot of times people have a wrong view of God and that is both the reason that they do fear man and that they don't fear God. Um, yes. Because I think... When we, some people have a view of God like, oh, that. Um, he's just waiting up there with a big stick, waiting for them to mess up, and he can't wait to just whack him with a big stick and punish mm-hmm. him, you know, because mm-hmm. he can't wait for them to mess up, you know, and that's not a right view of God. That's not seeing his love and his care and his mercy, and, and that even his discipline is an expression of his love for us, because the scripture says, whom he loves, he chastens, right, and scourges every son whom he receives. So even his chastening and his discipline is for love and restoration, not out of a a, a sense of, of, of angry wanting to inflict, you know, pain in our lives. He actually loves us and cares for us and Mm -hmm. even his discipline is for because he he loves us and wants relationship Mm -hmm. with us but then other people have this view of god that he's just like the big teddy bear in the sky and he doesn't care about sin and he just loves us you know and it's just this ooey gooey kind of thing and and obviously if that's our view of god then we're going to live in a very loose way you know And there and and that's not a right view of who god Mm -hmm. is either that's not seeing his holiness and his justice and his Mm -hmm. righteousness and so I think the important thing is that we see God for who he really is as revealed in the scripture. Right. That we see his holiness and we see his love and we see his righteousness and we see his mercy and we mm-hmm. see his justice and his grace. And when we see him for who he really is, then we are delivered from the fear of man because we realize that God is in control, that he loves us, that he cares for us, and, he, and that he... Um, And because he loves us and cares for us, we don't have anything we have to fear. And then we also see him for who he really is. It gives us a reverential awe Mm -hmm. of who he is. Mm -hmm. And when we see him for who he really is, there's this proper fear of God where we're in awe of who he is. And it compels us to pursue Mm -hmm. relationship with him. And so I think it's important to see both these aspects of this command, both that we're not to fear man and that we're to walk in the fear of the Lord. And in many ways, in walking in the fear of the Lord is part of the way that we actually walk free free from the fear of man.
0: Right. And Gabe, I think you hit the, the nail on the head when you said in order to really understand what the fear of God is, we have to understand, we have to have a proper view of who God is himself. Well, how do we get that? And you said it it's by going to the word of God. And I think that's one of the challenges is that, um, and, and going to the word of God, There, I'd also kind of give an admonition to that, is that, you know, I think if we don't take the whole word of God, but we take little bits and pieces out of the word of God and say, well, this is what a fear of God looks like, I think we can come up with these um,
1: these wrong ideas of what, fearing God looks like. It's so true. I think I saw, I think it was a t-shirt I saw once that said, I can do all things through a verse taken out of context. Yeah. And what they meant by that is if we just cherry pick, you know, we can look at one aspect of who God is and not look Mm -hmm. at the full aspect of who he is. Whereas we need to, like you're saying, take the whole counsel of God to see who he really is.
0: Right. And when we do that, it's so beautiful and it makes sense and it's the right picture. And we don't have to worry about, Misunderstanding who God is when we take all of his scripture and we're saturating ourselves in it and trying to see it from all the different angles, not just cherry picking one verse out um, and, and applying it to what we feel like it applies to. But taking it, taking the whole counsel of God um, is really the way to see God and to see life the way that he sees life. So I think that's really good. And, and Gabe, you're right, because we do see, it's very interesting that we do see examples in scripture, such as with the children of Israel, God dealing very quickly um, with whether it was murmuring, whether it was complaining, whether it was um, a sin, and just he would destroy a whole tribe of people, you know, in, in Israel. Or you get this also other references in scripture where it talks about God being a father, you know, and that we are his children. And you see this tender, loving care. But like you said, having that, that biblical, that basically having our perspective of who God is based upon his word is key. And I think another thing too, Gabe, as we're talking about, okay, so having a fear of the Lord, right? The command that we have here is to fear not. Um, But then there's also the second command that is to fear, right? And, and that's speaking of fearing the Lord is I was trying to think of, okay, so how could we practically give some examples of what would this look like? Um, because in this episode, we want to talk about how does this really apply to us? How can how can this command of fear not apply to us? And I was just thinking, I came up with a couple of, exa- of examples that I thought were really good. Um, for instance, let's use the example of electricity. Gabe, I have a healthy Fear of electricity. I remember as a kid, there was a a man that worked for the power company in our church who um, was up in his uh, bucket truck and he was working on the power lines and he got electrocuted with, I'm assuming, several thousand volts of electricity and he ended up dying. It burned almost all of his body and he went into a coma. And that was very traumatic for me as a kid, knowing that, hearing about that. And So I've had a very healthy fear of electricity, but think of it this way. Does that keep me from using electricity? No. I use electricity all the time. When I get up in the morning, when I go into the bathroom, I flip on the light. I mean, it's almost like all of my life, in some ways, (laughs) at least here in our Western culture, evolves around some form of electricity. But do I fear it? in the sense of do i respect it do i honor it when i'm working in a certain situation which i have multiple times where i'm working around a breaker box that the that the face of the breaker box is off and all the all the wires are exposed do i have a healthy fear of bumping into that 100% you better believe i do but then is electricity really useful and essential for everyday life. And in many ways it is. So that would be one example. Another even better example is water. I have a healthy fear of water. Now, as a kid, I learned to swim. But I've heard of countless um, uh, true stories of people drowning, how they drowned and things like that. And that there is always that possibility when you're in water and it's deep and it's above your head there's that possibility of drowning. And so when I go out swimming, I remember when I was single, I, I had this this principle or this rule that I went by. I would never go out snorkeling or swimming where I couldn't see someone in the area just because of if something went wrong and I needed help, someone could be there because I respected water. But is water essential for for life? And it is. I have to drink water in order to live. So it's almost like you have these two types where there's 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 a respect, there's a healthy fear of it, but then there's also a dependence. And the fear of God, I feel like Gabe, is in, in the same way is is very much is is kind of along the same lines of that we understand that God, the God of the Bible, is the only God, He is the almighty God, He is the all-powerful God powerful God and can do anything. Um, but he's also the God by which we receive our daily bread, by which we live by, by which if he didn't make our heartbeat every day, we wouldn't live, right? We depend upon this God for everything. And so you kind of have this two, um, this, these two parts of, 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 how fearing god is 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 a healthy respect it's a reverence but also it brings us in a, into a dependence and a reliance upon him
1: and i think too that when we realize this of how it's like as we walk in the fear of god we're free from the fear of man yes and part of it is because we care more about what god thinks than what man thinks mm. right and so it's like our when we when we see God for who He really is, we we're, we're delivered from the fear of man. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of the big um, things that replaces fear is faith. Wow! And so when we fear of man is to is to look at ourselves and look at our circumstances and look what man mm-hmm. can do to us. Even in context, of the passage it's like what 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 harm or hurt man could bring to us. And there's and there's the fear and the anxiety. But when we lift our eyes off of ourselves and we place them on Jesus, mm-hmm. we're delivered from that fear of man. Right. Um, and and I, I even think of like the example of Peter and how there was the raging sea and there was all these things happening. Mm-hmm. They see Jesus come walking on the water, right? When the disciples are on the boat and they're in the midst of the storm and they've been rowing all night. And you know, these are sailors, These guys, have been, which means it must have been an incredible storm for them to be rowing all night and not to have made it because these are all professional sailors in many ways. And here they see jesus walking on the water and there goes peter climbing out of the boat to make his way to jesus because jesus says he says is you bid me come on the water and jesus bids him to come and so at jesus's call he gets out of the boat and he starts walking on water and i think he realized something we need to learn that we're safer on the water with jesus than we are clinging to anything else in wow. this life and so he gets out and he starts walking, and as long as he kept his gaze fixed on jesus he was walking on water mm-hmm. but as soon as i he looked away and he saw the storms and the, and, and and the things then he started to sink mm-hmm. right and in many ways what faith is is part of faith is keeping our eyes fixed on jesus that's right right and as long as we keep our eyes fixed on jesus it's like then we we don't sink yes right and so god wants us to keep the gaze of our soul fixed on him and when we keep the gaze of our soul fixed on him which is actually connected and walking in his the loving him and fearing him and walking in his ways we're keeping our gaze fixed on him then we're delivered from the fear of man uh, and, and, you know, scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Mm-hmm. So as we spend time in the word. It builds our faith. And as we keep our gaze fixed on him and we realize our identity in him, mm-hmm. that he is our life and our all, then we're delivered from the fear of man. I think about how it says in 1 John chapter 4, verses 17 through 19, it says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world and that's amazing as believers as christians we are our identity is in christ Yes, that, that we that that when we find our identity in him then we then, then, then we it delivers us from the fear of man it delivers it us from trying to seek our yes. identity in other things and caring overly much about what other people think of us because we're finding our identity in him and it's interesting because then the passage goes on in verse 18 and says there is no fear in love but perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment. Mm -hmm. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. And I think, Nate, at the core of deliverance from the fear of man is receiving the love of God. It is. When we realize how much God loves us, how much God cares for us, and we receive his perfect love, it delivers Mm -hmm. us from fear.
0: I love, Gabe, that you're bringing out this aspect of really the opposite of a negative fear is faith. Right. And that how you said that faith, it's the word of God that says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word and how really faith, just as faith is built upon the truth of the word of God, fears, unhealthy fears are based upon the deceptions of the enemy. And I think that's really, really important to point out because not only are we going to have an improper view of what uh, uh, of who God is if we're not spending time in the word we're also going to have an improper view of who we are if we're not spending time in the word because God gives us our identity as believers in Jesus Christ and he lays it out so clearly through the word, and I, and I love this, Gabe, as we're kind of wrapping up and, and finalizing this, this, this episode here. Here, that, the passage that you, you read, it says, Because as he is, so are we in this world. And it's like, wait a minute. Like, that is a very powerful statement. But how is it that we are as he is? Well, the answer is, is very simple, It's because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. God sending his only begotten son to come to this world to die on the cross for our sins so that we could be forgiven and that we could receive his life. That's how we are as he is, is that his life actually gets to come and live within us. And it's that life that enables us To receive the love of God. And through that love, the love of God is truly what dispels all fear. So for our listeners, we hope that this episode has been encouraging to you. And we've talked about several different things. But our heart is that you would walk away from these episodes really understanding, not just understanding how the difference between a fear of man and and a fear of God but really at the heart of this understanding God's love for you understanding God's love for me and how how has he enabled us to be free from fear and it's through the power of his holy spirit living within us and as we go deeper in our walk with the lord replacing our fears with faith because of the word of god and the truths that we find in the word of god we will find deliverance from fear. So we hope that you join us on our next episode. We're going to be going into some, hopefully some practical hands-on tools uh, that you can apply to your life as we talk about fear and how to fulfill this command to fear not. God bless you, and we hope you join us on our next episode. Thank you for joining us on this journey through the commands of Christ, brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. If you would like to go deeper in this month's focus, head over to homediscipleshipnetwork.org, where you can download a free study guide to accompany each command. And if today is your first time with us, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, so you will be able to join us each week as we explore the commands of Christ together. That's it for today, and we'll be back with more next week.